Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 25th of November. Today, COVID costs us a bad blood boxing match, the Aussie Test captaincy hunt hits the interview stage, and Tim Payne's week goes from bad to worse. But first... Round one of the AFL National Draft took place last night in Melbourne with the first 20 young men for this year living their dream and hearing their name read out by AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin. So, how did it pan out? With pick one of the 2021 NAB AFL Draft, North Melbourne Football Club have selected Jason Horn Francis from the South Adelaide Football Club. No surprises there. The Roos picking Jason Horn Francis, who also scored himself a $10,000 investment package as a bonus for being the number one pick. Father-son selection Sam Darcy went to the Bulldogs at pick two. GWS picked highly touted youngster Finn Callahan at three. And Collingwood landed their own son of a gun, Nick Dacos, at four. Boring! Yeah, for the most part, the first round did go as expected. But there was a fun little twist. In last night's first round, three of the 20 players selected were from Africa. With pick five, the Gold Coast Suns have selected Mac Andrew from the Dandenong Stingrays. Mac Andrew of South Sudanese parents but born in Egypt went at pick five. And five picks later, the Dockers selected South African-born Neil Erasmus. And then at pick 15, GWS shocked the footy world. My name is Lekalir and my family and I are from South Sudan. Mum moved over here with me and my younger sister, Got. You know, she was a single mother of two, dropped everything she knew just to give us a better chance of life. Aliyah will join a growing list of South Sudanese players in the AFL, and if the recruitment from Africa continues at this rate, the league might have to change what the A in AFL stands for. Hey, COVID, I've got a bone to pick with you. Manly forward Josh Alloway is fully vaccinated, but that hasn't stopped him becoming the first NRL player to contract COVID-19. OK, so you had to go and put your grubby hands all over an NRL player. Fine, I get it. You've been infecting everybody else. Why not a rugby league player? But why did you have to do it to Josh Alloway? Don't you know he's got other commitments? His fight against Paul Gallen has now been postponed. Damn you, COVID, for robbing us of the chance to see Alloway, who has talked up his pedigree as a boxer, step into the ring with retired league legend Paul Gallen, who has proved himself over 14 professional fights as a more than handy boxer. Let them fight. Unfortunately, that's not on the cards anymore, at least not for the scheduled December 10th date. And if you believe Gallen, who spoke to Nine News, it probably won't go ahead at all. I don't think it'll go ahead. A part of me thinks he doesn't really want the fight, to be honest with you, and I think it's a it's pretty convenient time that he's now got COVID. Oh, whoa, hold on, Gal. Are you suggesting Alawai could be faking having COVID? I'd like to see proof. I, I suppose I would, yeah. And um, But, look, I, I don't want to call him a lie. I, I don't think he would lie about COVID, to be honest, but I am concerned about the whole thing. Matt Rose did say to me last week that I've got a feeling, mate, if he can pull out, he'll pull out. He didn't believe he really wanted the fight. He believes that Manly will now step in and can the fight altogether so Josh saves face to look like he hasn't pulled out of the fight. Ooh, I know he said he doesn't want to call him a liar, but he's certainly dancing in the vicinity of that accusation. You calling me a liar? I ain't calling you a truther. The event's promoter No Limit Boxing is now working on an alternative card so that the event can still go ahead, but it will be without its headline act. The Ashes is two weeks away, 14 days until the corn is tossed at the Gabba and the greatest rivalry in cricket begins. And Australia appears to have narrowed its captaincy options to two. It takes two baby. 
Current Vice-Captain Pat Cummins and former Captain Steve Smith were the two players who yesterday fronted Cricket Australia's selection committee via video conference to put forward their respective cases to replace Tim Payne as the captain for that first test match. Don't worry, I'll do my very best to get this job that I so crave. And former test keeper and member of Triple M's Ashes coverage Brad Haddon believes that while Cummins will get the job, Smith should be named his deputy. He is vice-captain of the, the Australian cricket team now. I, I think yeah. Steve Smith, he, he served his suspension. And, and I think you need an experienced head as vice-captain as well because fast bowls, it, it's a tough gig. Um, last summer, we, we sort of over-bowled our bowls. We probably played them in too many test matches um, and need to give them a break. So I, I think we need an experienced head in Steve Smith as VC. Um, that, that's the way I think it'll go. And staying with the subject of the test captaincy, spare a thought for Tim Payne, whose week just went from bad to worse. Oh, that's out of the ground. That's gone. It's downtown. It's on my car. It is. I think it hit my car. Less than a week after standing down from the captaincy role after a sexting scandal went public, Payne is endeavouring to show he's still worthy of a spot in the Ashes side, playing for Tasmania's second 11 against South Australia's second 11 in Hobart. And yesterday, while Payne was dismissed LBW for just one run, one of his teammates fared slightly better when they smashed a six, only for it to land straight on the bonnet of Payne's Audi. Oh, son of a... That's going to leave a mark. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Thursday the 25th of November. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your weekending edition of The Scorecard. Listener.